welcome to this episode recap episode for The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and in this episode, we'll be recapping episodes 18 through 23 of our show, the end of season one. If you're new to The Last Refuge, thanks for giving us a try, and hopefully these episode recap episodes will be a quicker way for you to get caught up on the story. If you're a long-time listener, we hope you enjoy these little trips down memory lane. In either case, more of these recaps, as well as the full versions of all of our episodes, can be found on our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com, or on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else podcasts are found. And this probably goes without saying, but just in case, if you haven't listened to the episodes that we're about to recap, there are definitely spoilers. But enough housekeeping, we've got a lot to catch you up on in these six episodes, so let's get started. At the end of episode 17, we left Bria, Bizdira, Flick, and Kit as they were informed that they had won the Trials of Leadership, and Flick was to become the leader of the Shimmerscaled tribe, the first non-kobold leader in history. With his upcoming elevation and status, we all thought maybe Flick should take on some other duties as well. Actually, why don't you just start DMing since you're the leader now? Yeah, I think that'd Absolutely be great. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. There were, however, a whole host of decisions to be made. While some of the party felt overwhelmed, Bria seemed perfectly at ease. So, like, sure. plenty I of mean, time to write the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights and, like, whatever else. And then need. steal them. Yeah, I mean, that couldn't have taken more stolen. than, like, 45 minutes in real life, right? So... <laughs> Flick, on the other hand, was thinking about what was to come from all sorts of different angles. One of those angles was how to manage the losers of the trial, and one sore loser in particular. We need to offer Dranks some sort of deal. I don't know. Um, give him some sort of power to sort of lessen the blow. <laughs> I heard, I heard. I don't know. Tower. <laughs> so, you some sort of tower. Just tower. Lock him up in a tower. He has I a tower. Mean... <laughs> That's would not certainly the worst solve idea the problem. We've ever had. <laughs> oh my I God. mean, that's true. Could. You're absolutely right. That isn't the worst idea you've ever had. I'm still waiting for the subterranean Tower of Dranks to get built because that would be awesome. Oh well. It was eventually decided that Hawks and Dranks, the leaders of the other two teams, would be offered positions on some sort of ruling council. Details TBD. Flick began to get a little overwhelmed again at all of the questions being tossed his way about how all of this would work. IDK, my BFF Jill. Like, we... That is so... What the what fuck did you just say? Mean? IDK? I don't know. Uh, no, uh, and then you said something else after that. My BFF Jill. It's, yeah. a re- it's an old reference. Just Let's just breeze by, shall we? We're all we? dating ourselves um, here. With some decisions made and Kashak reassuring them that they would have time to sort out more details later, it was time for the inauguration ceremony. Kashak instructed Flick on what he would need to do, and this beautiful ceremony, symbolic of the Kobold tribe and their history on the Last Refuge, went smoothly. But Flick, being Flick, he couldn't resist adding a bit of extra drama towards the end. Uh, you are meant to now kneel to them. Okay, I do so. Okay, great. So you very kneel to so, them. But, but mm. very slowly oh. and dramatically. Oh, for God's sake. And I close my eyes while I do it. And bow Such my head, okay, <laughs> and go down on one knee, and then kind of curl, like in a bowing sort of na- nature. I just sort of curl my upper body, you know, so that I'm almost like a almost like a little ball on the stage <laughs> or on the platform. <laughs> I, wow. Uh, uh, okay. Y- yeah. So so that 
Do you understand what I'm saying to you? No, I understand it 100%. It was just very vivid. So thank you for that. Theater of the mind. That's what we're all about here. No, I, I support you and your choices always. Anyway, the rest of the ceremony went without a hitch, and Flick was successfully inaugurated as the first non-cobalt leader of the Shimmerscale tribe. Though there was some hesitance and concern on the part of some of the kobolds present, Flick very quickly assuaged those doubts by informing the entire tribe of his decision to create a council of twelve, made up of the four adventurers and all of the kobolds who participated in the trials. This council would work together to lead the Shimmerscale tribe forward. And then... It was party time. Flick went off with Kashak to begin the process of attuning to the Shimmer Scale, which is apparently an artifact-level magic item of immense power, and the ladies went to celebrate. Let's take a moment and flip from Flick over to the party. I'm for drinking. Me too. So what are you three uh, doing? Drinking. <laughs> drinking. Okay, drink. drink. Okay. Ah, rolling for drinking. Kit decided to take the prudent route and only get a little tipsy, but Bizdira and Bria, well... Uh, Bria and Bizdira, though, I assume that you all are just getting full-on rager drunk. Oh, yeah. I'm, I want to be, Great. like, dancing with Arix at the end of the evening. Bizdira apparently had quite the night. What is going to happen, though, is that the next morning, like, you have a great old time, and the next morning, you wake up in your bed, and on top of you is uh, a note uh, signed by uh, one of Dranks's friends, and all it is is the note just says, thank you. <laughs> You've no, you'd have no memory of, like, why they're thanking Wait, you. Wait, what if, like, one of his you. girls? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even Bria, who had a lot to drink, managed to do some good. Here's what happens, because you rolled, your, your save was goofy, but your percentile was high. So here's what happens. So you spend the night sort of dancing with Aryx, and somehow, like, in your drunken, goofy dancing, like, Aryx is having a good time, too. Like, he was clearly down because of everything that happened, and not the least of which was that, like, Varn was pissed at him. But you were so drunk and so goofy that you managed to, like, sort of improve Aryx's mood, and Varn saw you guys having such a good time... And he, like, he just couldn't stay mad like he was yes. at Oryx. And he's still, like, kind of pissed. And obviously, like, the two of them need to talk. But by the end of the night, he sort of went over to Oryx and, like, pulled him aside and, like, had a conversation that ended with the two of them, like... Nuzzling? I don't know. Smoochin'? No. No. Getting drunk is the best. Kit, mostly keeping her wits about her, kept an eye on her friends, even following Bizdira back to her chambers to see what prompted the mysterious note she found when she woke up. You'll just have to listen to the full episode to find out exactly what happened. After a day of carousing, the three Azimars got down to the business of governing, talking with as many tribe members as they could, and learning everything possible about the desires, fears, hopes, and dreams of the community. This was one of our first glimpses at how much the characters cared deeply about the tribe, and also the beginning of a really great series of role-playing discussions about community, society, and government. I promise it's more exciting than I just made it sound. (laughs) At this point, the entire party settled in to lead their tribe. They stayed with the kobolds for an entire year, growing and strengthening the tribe in many ways. Over the course of that year, their bonds with the kobolds grew and deepened, There were a few notable events that took place during their year in the life of kobolds. Our adventurers all learned to speak the kobold language and began training in other skills. 
Flick's control of the powers of the Shimmer Scale solidified. The spellcasters of the party were able to discern a pattern regarding when magic goes off the rails. It's a full moon thing. There were deaths. About a month after your first attunement to the Shimmer Scale Flick, Kashak passes on. That's. I, I was, was literally a, just about yeah. to ask. Yeah, I should have mentioned it a while ago, but he taught you everything that you needed to know from him about traditions, about how to continue to connect to the Shimmer Scale. But he knows that his time is coming, and he sets his affairs in order and uh, is is at peace. Weddings. Arix and Varn decide to get married. Yay! Yay! Oh my gosh! And actually, we should say that Arix and Varn got engaged and married like three months in. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Great. Diseases. Six months in, a plague hits the tunnels. Oh, no. It it is unknown to you all and to the kobolds exactly what this illness is. Foreign intelligence agents. So about nine months in, Dranks has begun to train up a little bit of a militia, and there is a big hubbub one day, and the Council of Twelve is immediately summoned to meet because Dranks was out with a party training them and sort of doing a bit of patrolling and scouting, and they managed to capture an orc spy who had come into Cobalt territory. What? And you all need to decide what to do with this captured orc. And scholarly discoveries and academic mysteries... Hawks discovers a very, very old book from before the Cobalt settled this area. And it takes a lot of study because it's not written in Draconic. Bizdira and Flick, you guys recognize this language as an old, old Elvish. Which is confusing and weird for all sorts of reasons. After a full year of living with the Kobolds, Flick received visions from the Shimmer Scale that changed everything. Flick, mm-hmm. you have a final revelation as you're meditating. Memories flood back to you in a rush. The answers to the questions that have plagued you and your friends for so long, the questions of who sent you to this strange world and why, of your purpose, your mission, and your destiny are blindingly clear now. And you know that your time with the Shimmerscale tribe has to come to an end pretty soon. You and Bria and Bazdira and Kit have work to do. And just as you sort of take that in and you think that you have learned all you're going to from this revelation, you remember one final piece of information. And it chills you and you sprint out of your chambers to find your other three companions because you all have to leave, and you have to leave now. Time is of the essence. Because Flick, your brothers and sisters, that family that you fled from so many years ago, they're somewhere on this world, and they're working against you, and they now have a year's head start. And that what? is where what? we're going to end it for this season. You son of a bitch. And that was the end of our first season of The Last Refuge. We took a brief break at that point before starting season two because we were approaching the holidays, but we did manage to toss a few bonus episodes out during our hiatus. We had a few episodes that told the backstories of each of our adventures in creative ways. Flick's story was told through a solo D&D adventure. I would like to... Oh my god, that grin. I'm nervous. 
I want to grab my mace. Okay. And knock out my little brother, hit him in the head. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, do it. I can't That's decide if I want you to crit fail or not. That's a what? 14. Oh yeah, I mean, he doesn't He doesn't do the armor thing. <laughs> he tried once he and like do could that barely stand. Uh, so he's like he's wearing leather armor, but yeah, that for sure hits. He's he's not he's not this he's not a leveled character yet. He's like twelve. Anyway, I'm go sorry. on. <laughs> Bria's story was told through a 1920s radio play. Tired of everyday life, dream of a life of exciting adventure. Want to get away for a while? We offer you the last refuge. The Last Refuge, designed for you in an open world for a half hour of high adventure. Tonight, we escape to the small lakefront town of Caradoon, just outside the Snowflake Mountains. There's absolutely nothing remarkable about this town. The town surrounds the lake and is right up against the Snowflake Mountains. Bells chime on the hour. As the bells ring, we bring you again, due to hundreds of requests, What Bria Remembers, starring your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, as the announcer, Anne Gavrail, Bizdira as Glar, Wench, and girl number three, Kit as Sayir and Alina, Bria as Bria, and Flick as Erban and the 1920s announcer. Kit gave us a musical, and she began the journey to that cliff face. Out of the woods, it's time to go. He bade me leave, I have to go. Out of the woods, it's time, and so I must begin my journey. Out of the woods and up the cliffs to where I will find a drill. Out of the woods and up the mountains. Out of the woods and up the mountains. The path is rough. And beasts abound, but I am tough and won't be drowned. The cliffs are just rocks, the rocks are just cliffs. No need to be afraid there, there's something in the shade there. Out of the woods, out of the woods, out of the woods, and into the cliffs. before dark. And Bizdira was interviewed on D&D True Hollywood Story. Tonight on D&D True Hollywood Story. She grew up without parents, alone in a monastery. Despite feeling at times like the whole world was against her, she trained hard and became one of her order's most skilled warriors. But what scars were left on her during those turbulent years? We're here tonight with the one and only Bizdira to find out. Bizdira, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. It's 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 a real honor to be here tonight. I have to be honest, those episodes are some of my absolute favorites, and you should definitely go listen to them in their entirety. After that, we did two weeks of a holiday special adventure that took place during the year our adventures lived with the Kobolds. There, there were talking snowmen, and you hear, sort of coming from the direction of one of the snowmen, although, like, its mouth doesn't move, because that would be weird, but you hear uh, one of them say, Cool party. And now I need everyone to roll initiative. A maze within an ice castle, and a fey queen who was most definitely not Disney's Elsa. And sitting upon it is a gorgeous woman in blue, in a blue dress, silver hair braided. And she sort of looks, watches you all as you enter, and says, uh, 
Well, that took you long enough to. Are you seriously going to make us fight Elsa right now? Can you have her say her thing again? (laughs) She says, well, that took long enough, didn't it? Oh, God, let it go. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you're fired. I just can't. So that's where we're going to leave it for this episode recap episode. Thanks so much for listening to our recap of episodes 18 through 23, the end of season one of The Last Refuge. If you enjoyed your listening experience, we hope you'll continue listening to our episode recap episodes and maybe even go back and listen to the full versions. You can find all of those on our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, once you've gotten a taste for what we do, it would be smashing the bee's knees, incredible, amazing, just jolly, and festive if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcasts from. The more five-star ratings and reviews we get, the better our placement on those sites, and the better our placement, the more people will get to listen. We always read all of the five-star reviews that we get on our regular episodes, so leave us one and get a shout-out. If you want to get in touch with the Last Refuge team, you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at at dnd last refuge that's at d the letter n d last refuge you can also email us at dnd last refuge at gmail.com as i mentioned we do have a website as well check it out to see some character and player bios and other cool stuff that address is www.dndlastrefuge.com I want to thank the fantastic cast of The Last Refuge, Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick, and Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign. Most of all, though, I want to thank all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands. Happy gaming, y'all.